0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert, my, my heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Look at you and say, God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, it was as we were singing this song and uh, talking about uh, God turning it around, and Kelly was sharing about how God has already turned it around. It's up to you and I to receive it. It's up to you and I to grasp a hold of it. I like what Gloria Copeland says. She says, "Just take it, just take it." You know, and I was sharing with the uh, with the praise team this morning and uh, some of those that came in to pray with us this morning before we got started. Uh, I was sharing with them this week how that when I'd get off of work, I'd usually find some things that are necessary that have to be done at home, and, and there are things that still need to be done. There's always something to do around the house. Something to be fixed. Something to move. Always something, all the time. But in the process of coming home every day this week, I would go into, I call my prayer closet, Kelly refers to it as the bathtub, and i draw it full of hot water, and she always says, Ron, you're in hot water, (laughs) and most of you know that would mean I'm in trouble, but I fill the tub full of hot water. I get in the tub, and I get my glasses, and I get my word. And all this week, I would just come right in. I might pop me a a Pop-Tart in the toaster. I know that's not on my keto plan, but you know, some things a man just has to do. And Kelly's not home and she won't know. But she does. I had to ask her to buy them for me. (laughs) But I told her, though, they were for some of the grandkids. But I'm a grandkid to my grandparents, so I was telling the truth. But I'd take, and I'd get that tub full of water, and I would get in there and get my word, and I would just pray and read and pray and read. And I did that every day. I'd come home. Sometimes I wouldn't even eat supper. Kelly'd say, you want me to fix you something? I'd say, no, don't fix it. She says, well, what happened to you? Where's the Ron that I know? Because food is important to me. You know? But I didn't want the food. I just wanted to hear from God. You see, when you grow in God, you take on more responsibility. I talked about that in one of my previous messages. That as you grow in God, God's going to give you more. And with more comes more responsibility to fulfill. And in order to fulfill the purpose of God in our lives, we're going to have to hear from God if you're doing God's bidding. Now, if you're just into it just for self, then you'll probably try to read self-help books. But that's all it's going to do is help just you. But it's not going to really be a benefit to anybody else. But you know, as I would study and I'd pray and study some more and pray some more, something began to build up on the inside of me. And the Lord began to deal with me and he said, Sunday's going to be a day of blessings. Sunday's going to be a day of healing. And boy, I just got happy about that. I said, Lord... That's so cool. You know, it's neat to think that the Most High God, the God who just spoke everything into existence, would take the privilege and the time to talk to you and I. But he'll open up and just share his heart with you. But what's neat about it is as I was praying and meditating, he was sharing these things, he said, something good is going to happen you. I want you to say this within yourself today. Something good is going to happen to me this day when? This day. Right now. Right now. And we just got through singing a song. God is doing something. And it's amazing to me how that God puts songs in Kelly's heart for the praise and worship and um, and and I was, I was looking at this as I was looking over the praise and worship song list uh, and practicing it yesterday after I got off of work. I was noticing the last song was, God, turn it around. God is doing something. I said, Lord, you chose the right song. And it was like he was thinking, you didn't think I would? I said, but God, I know what you put in my heart. And you were saying that Sunday's going to be a, a special day and you're going to bring healing into the, into the house and that you're going to set on our praise and our worship and something good is going to happen. And I thought, boy, God, you're, you're even working through Kelly. He says, well, you know, after all, she's a part of you. You became one. i got to work with both of you. And I thought, well, you sure got a job on your hands working with her. I mean, working with me. But isn't it neat how God can orchestrate through two people to cause one single outcome? But isn't it neat how he can take a group of people when he's in the midst of and can do miraculous things? And I'm trying my best to get my message this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turned with me over to Mark chapter 10. Starting with verse 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples. And a great number, number of people. Blind Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus. sat by the highway side begging. Now I want to stop right there for just a minute. And I want to expound on this particular passage of scripture right there. Here Jesus It's coming out of Jericho. And this is how the Lord laid this on my heart. God is just so neat how he can just bring things to your memory or bring things into your heart and your spirit and, and, and collate things together that are happening somewhere else but also inform you and let you know that just because it's happening somewhere else don't mean it's not happening with you. But the miracles were happening over in Jericho Amen? Jesus was doing what he always does and was doing then and what he will continue to do. He was healing the sick, raising the dead, opening blinded eyes. And this is what Jesus was doing. But he was on his way out of Jericho and he was on his way to Jerusalem in order to offer himself up as a sacrifice. But it's, it's interesting to me how that the last, in the book of Mark, the last one that he actually does any healing for is blind Bartimaeus. That I could see in the book of Mark on his way to Jerusalem. But on his way out of Jericho, on his way to the cross, he's still got time to do what he has been doing and what he's been preaching about, that the kingdom of God is at hand. What is the kingdom of God being at hand? It means he's still healing. The kingdom of God is full of healing. And blind Bartimaeus is sent by the roadside. And he's doing what he's always done. Now I want to talk for just a minute about the blind man. Blind Bartimaeus. You see, he was given a coat. And I, if my understanding is correct. That if you could prove that you had a disability, then you could be given a disability coat so that you wouldn't be just trying to tell people you're blind or you need help or acting like you got a bad leg or you're unable to work and be asking for something. You had to be given something so that people would say, okay, well, if they're wearing that, then that means they have been approved to wear it. They have a, they have a disability. And blind Bartimaeus was given a blind man's coat. And that coat represented, first of all, to him, it represented that he was a beggar. It also represented to mankind, to everybody that came around him or was to, would, would see him, knew he was a beggar. They also knew that being blind like that meant that you must have sinned. And the judgment of God is on you, or your parents sinned. Come on now, if you read the word, you know this. And it says in the scriptures, and we're going to read this in a minute, how that people wanted to hush him up. But that was not uncommon for people to want to hush him up because he was considered an outcast. And I want you to think about it for just a moment. I want you to put your shoes. This shouldn't be difficult because you may not be blind, but you may have something in your life that's a defect. All of us do. I like what the um, Celebrate Recovery uses as a saying. We have hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And you're looking at one. Oh, pastor, you have hurts? Yes, I have hurts. You have hang-ups? Yeah, I got hang-ups once in a while. And you, uh, you do as well. And the first step to going anywhere with God is to recognize it and say it. Yes, I do too. That's the first step of process of healing in your body. Is to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge it. Well, I stand before you today and tell you real quick, this 63-year-old man doesn't have it all together. Well, well. Does that shock you? It shouldn't because I'm human. The blind Bartimaeus was carrying this guilt trip with him. Think of all these years he's blind. You know, he's thinking, this is in his thought pattern. I'm considered worthless. I have to beg. Think, this ought to just break your heart to think that he had to think this way. Especially for you and I, who God has blessed us with the ability to have have good things. To have have some material things. That we don't have to beg for. But blind Bartimaeus, his thought pattern was, I'll never be the man that I want to be. But you can His thought pattern, I'll never have, who, what woman would want me? I can't support myself, much less her. And I can't have any children because I can't support them. And that was looked down in that day. It was like if a woman couldn't have a son, she was looked down upon. Are you following me this morning? Blind Bartimaeus was in bad shape. He knew that people didn't like him. He knew that people looked down on him. Have you ever felt like people looked down on you because of circumstances that have happened in your life? I do. I've had people shun me that didn't used to shun me, but would shun me when things started happening in my family. People that I thought never would. I'd be walking down the aisles of Walmart and all of a sudden they, they, I knew they saw me and usually they would speak and boy they'd push that buggy real quick they want to find another road to go down. Yes, we have all been shunned. Oh, let your marriage go wrong. Well, you know, if you'd have done your part you know, well, you must not be much of a man you know, she had to leave you or vice versa, come on. You know how the society talks to you. And old Brian Barnabas, I'm going to tell you something, he carried that with him. And on top of that, he had to wear a coat that said, this is the way I am. In order to get anything. i want to ask you this morning, what coat are you wearing? Whose coat have you got on? Come on. Because you see, if we're going to advance the kingdom, then we've got to get rid of the coat. Some of these things have got to go. Will they all go at once? No, they haven't with me yet, but I'm working on them. But i got a whole lot behind me that's no longer in my life. Hallelujah. Than I do ahead of me. I hope that encourages you this morning to realize, put the past behind you. Realize, the Apostle Paul says, I forget that mess. I forget that behind me. I'm not even going to dwell on it anymore because I've got greater things to look forward to. I'm going somewhere with God. You know what? I want to say this. We are going somewhere with God. Glory be to God. Now look at this. Now that we understand uh, blind Barnabas' situation, and when he heard that it was the Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. Do you know why he cried out? You say, well, he wanted to be healed. Yes, yes, he did. But you know what? He realized because he had heard about Jesus. He heard. Word got around. This man named Jesus had a reputation of healing the sick, opening blinded eyes, raising the dead. His reputation preceded him. And it says, and he heard Jesus of Nazareth is coming through. Glory be to God. What did the woman with the issue of blood say? It said, and she heard. She heard of this Jesus. And she said within her heart, if I can but touch his garment. She heard. It didn't say that she actually saw him in sight. But she said, but I heard. Oh, but I heard what he can do. And I want you to put yourself in this old dirt with your your old beggar's coat on and you're laying in the dirt and you're waiting for alms, hoping that somebody will feel sorry for you. And you hear this uh oh. The man who can change my life, I won't have to beg no more. I can have a marriage. I can find me a good-looking chick. A chick might even want me. I can go to work. I can make something of myself. That's what he was hearing. It wasn't just, he. here comes the healer. He's hearing this. Because he's been thinking this all of his life. I'll never amount to anything. Now he's hearing Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. What's coming? The change in my life. I can be a man. Hallelujah. I can be a provider. Why? Because the man who's coming, passing my way, can change my circumstances, Hallelujah. can alter my life completely. You know, sometimes we sit in church and we hear, we hear, we hear. Jesus is passing, we become spectators. And we know the one that's in the house can alter, change my life for good. And sometimes we'll just sit there and say, well, maybe next Sunday. Your mess must not be mess enough. Because when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and that's what blind Bartimaeus had come to. Because when he heard that Jesus was coming, glory be to God. You say, Pastor, you're preaching no different. Something got a hold of me this week. Maybe I'll calm down next Sunday. I don't know. But listen, Andy. When he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he cried out with a loud voice saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Many charged him that he should hold his peace. Don't you know these are the people walking with Jesus. Some of them have been healed. Come on. This is the crowd. It said, and the disciples were walking with him. And they said, and the people were a great multitude of people. You think there are some people in that multitude that have been helped out by Jesus? Why do you think they were following him? And they are the ones. Listen to what they say. Listen to what they say. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Oh, sit down over there. Who wants to hear you, you old beggar? You're just an outcast. You're an old sinner. Sit down and shut up. Come on. But he cried. Oh, the more a great deal. (laughs) You know what he was saying? You can tell me to sit down and shut up if you want to. You can say what you want to, but you ain't been in my shoes. You've not been a blind man begging all your life, and I'm sick and tired of it. And the one who can change that is coming through. I have one opportunity left. Because he may never pass this way again. Don't you know that's what he's thinking? Don't tell me to shut up. My chance of a lifetime is coming this morning. Your chance of a lifetime is passing by. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo! Going to shout this morning. (laughs) Mm. And Jesus stood still. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He could have just walked on by. Something got a hold of Jesus. It was a man's heart that said, don't you pass me by. I've been like this long enough. It's time for a change. And God, you can do it. He got his attention. I will tell you, when you get serious with God, when you want Him more than you want anything else, God will come to a standstill and He'll do for you what He did to blind Bartimaeus. What do you want? He didn't say to blind Bartimaeus, What do you need? He said, What do you want? Glory to God. God said in his word, I'll supply all of your needs. God knows your needs, and he supplied those needs. He made that promise. Your needs, I will supply. But what he's asking, blind Bartimaeus, he's asking him what you want. And if you're here today and you don't have a need, you need to get serious and say, let God know what you want. What you want. Jesus stood still. Everybody say, Jesus stood still. And commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man. Now, listen to what the same bunch of folks said. They said unto him, Oh, be of good comfort. The master calls you. You know the thing that hit me? You bunch of hypocrites. You wanna know why more people won't walk through the doors of a church? Because we're two faced. I know, I've been there and I've done it. Shout on Sunday and cuss on Monday. Oh, come on, don't look at me like that. And if I didn't cuss, I thought about it. And they called the blind man, saying, Be of good cheer, be of comfort, rise up. The master calls you. <laughs> Ah, oh. now I want you to just stop right there with me and listen. When he called him, something went through blind Bartimaeus' eyes. Healing already began. You know, when you're being, you're, you know when your healing begins. You know when your situation starts to change. Is when you recognize. That he's willing to do it. Blind Bartimaeus knew that he was fixing to get his healing. Because God had called him. They called for him and said, hey, the master calls you. When you know that the master has called you to step in your situation and change your mess. Your face starts right then. It will start growing. Now let me tell you what happened to him. You know how his face started? You know why he you know why his face started? His faith got right here. And he casting away his garment. Yes. <laughs> if I wasn't wired up, I'd take mine off. It said that he cast off his garment. You know why he cast it off? Because he knew right then. I am not going to be an outcast no more. I am not going to beg no more. (laughs) Oh, folks, if God has ever done something for you, if he's ever turned your situation around and made things good, then you know what I'm talking about. You know what went through the heart of blind Bartimaeus right then. He knew things are changing. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something right now. The change is in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. The healer is in the house. I ain't preached so long. I about come out of my shoes. It's a good thing I didn't wear those Italian loafers. Good Lord, I got these tied on this morning. Mm. He cast off his garment. You know why? You know what that coat represented? Never amount to nothing. You'd just be blind the rest of your life. Thank God he got rid of it. And you know what? It doesn't say here that they helped him go to Jesus. It said, listen what it says right there. It says, (laughs) casting away his garment. He took it off his own beggar's coat. He arose. Didn't nobody help him get up. Didn't say they did. And he came to Jesus. Now I want you to picture this. Here's a man they can't see. He's used to being guided around. He don't hear Jesus saying anything. Come on, there's a crowd. The crowd people there's always talking. But he's got to find his way. But you know what? I'm gonna, I, it doesn't say this in this, but this is something I have learned from experience. When you cast your coat off, the anointing will come on you. The Holy Spirit will start leading God and direct your life, and you won't need nobody to help you try to get to and where you need to go to get fixed. Yeah. When he cast off that coat, let me tell you what happened to him. Something got a hold of him. Said, boy, if you don't need that coat, well, then you're not gonna need nobody to grab you by the arm. Somebody didn't need to grab him by the arm. The Holy Ghost got a hold of him and carried him right to Jesus. And Jesus will do the same for you. It's when you activate your faith and you say, God, listen, I don't need this mess no more. I'm coming out of this coat. I'm done with my mess. Amen. Amen. You can wall around in it, you can do whatever you want to, family members, neighbor, wife, husband. Workers on the job, you can water in that pig slop if you want to. I ain't doing it no more. Because the healer is in the house. Glory to God. And Jesus said to him, what will you that I should do unto thee? Isn't that something? Don't you think Jesus knew he was blind? Don't you think Jesus knows what mess you're in? Don't you think Jesus knows that broken heart? That habit that you just can't seem to feel like you can't seem to get rid of? God knows right where you are. And I'm going to tell you something. He knows your mess. He knows mine too. And glory be to God, he's removing it one step at a time. (laughs) I'm not the man I was just even, even six months ago. I'm a new man. And I'm getting more new every day. (laughs) Yes, I am. You know what? Let them talk. Because that old man died. When he died, I died. But when he arose, (laughs) I arose with him. I arose a new man. Jesus said, what you want, son? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's almost like you're saying, well, what are you doing up here? Go and get away from me. You you can see. You know, when you fall in love with God and you begin to watch him do things for you, you will laugh at the things that you have done in order to try to get God to do something. You really will. You'll say, you know, God, I kind of went around that kind of backwards, didn't I? He'd say, yeah but I saw your heart. You may not have known how to come to me just right, but I saw your heart. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for a heart that says, God, I'm tired of this mess. And he's looking for your faith to show it to him by saying, I'm taking my coat off. I don't need this mess no more. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. He said, go your way. (laughs) <laughs> Your faith has made thee whole. Don't you know that Jesus was watching him? Don't you know he was? Don't you know that it just made Jesus' heart leap inside of him when he saw him take off that coat? He knew right then, I know the boy has already got the healing. Ah! And you know that's what Jesus had to think. Because when you grow in the Lord, you really begin to realize just how faith operates and how it works with God. You see it in your own life. And you see it in others. You're saying, they're going somewhere. They have just taken off. Listen, they have taken off that that coat of their mess. And they're going somewhere. You recognize it because you have had to do the same thing. Now, I've got a lot of coats in my closet. Kelly's bought me a bunch of new coats. And I like them. I wanted to wear another one this morning. She said, it don't match. <clears throat> oh, it was a pretty one. It's a beautiful new blue something. Bought me a bunch of coats, sport coats. She just, she just blessed me. I'm not going to ask her how much it costs, but I just know they're good coats and uh i've got a lot of coats in my closet i've also got a lot of coats that i'm learning how to get rid of because every time i put a coat on i'm not talking about a natural coat but every time i put on a coat of this life and it don't feel right listen when i was trying on some coats when i was trying on some coats i could tell when i put on a cheap coat <clears throat> It just didn't feel right. But when I put on a two or three hundred dollar jacket, I said, You know, baby, that just feels better. It does. And it looks better on you. The problem is we got a bunch of cheap coats in our closet. I'm not talking about money coats. I'm not talking about listen, we've got a lot of cheap junk that we're toting around that we keep in the closet, and every once in a while we'll go put one of them coats on. And when we put that coat on, you know it don't fit you because it wasn't supposed to be on you. But we put it on. And we wear it. And we wonder why we're in the attitude that we are. We wonder why the crap is happening in our life. Excuse me, Father. I had to use that one. That was one of my other words. God's working on me. That's one of them bad coats. I'll get it off. I'll get it out of the closet one day. Put it on about the time it'll come off of, too. Are you following me this morning? What coat are you wearing today that's in your, that, that you got out of your closet this morning and you brought it to church with you? I hope you brought one that was a mess because the healer is in the house. I know he's here. God told me, he said, he said, when I was studying this week, I couldn't hardly eat. I couldn't hardly eat. I drank less coffee this week than I think I've ever drank. I'm a, no, I can't say that. Isn't it neat how God will just stop you when He don't want you repeating things that He don't want you to repeat? I started to say I'm a—I'm going to use that as an example. I started to say I'm a coffee holic. God told me to, God spoke to me and said, "I want you to wing off of that. Too much of anything is not good. Do all things in moderation. Do you see how God is worth with me? He does the same thing with you. My too much coffee coat is in—it's not in the closet. I took it off. I ain't putting it on no more. All right, Why? Because he told me, I don't, want no, I, don't want you to, I don't want you to make a God of that anymore. I got to where I couldn't go 10 miles. I had to stop somewhere. I hope you got some coffee. I'll buy it. I don't care if it was five bucks a cup. Got to have some coffee. That's an addiction. Come on. Are you following me? Man, when you got to have it, when it's got you and you ain't got it, that's a habit. And every one of us in here this morning, that's a part of our life. You say, well, that's not me, Pastor. Well, there's something in you. Every one of you got a coat on this morning that you need to shed. I've been shed. I've shed mine. I was shedding one this morning on the way to church. Boy, I was giving it up. I was talking to him. You know what I love about Jesus is I can talk to him and he'll talk right back. God has never been without a word to say when I needed it praise the Lord thanks for listening to today's podcast we hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word